That's for quitting my fantasy basketball league 12 hours after joining, you sack of shit. <laughs> It's not done yet, but you know what is done? My story for nothing. <laughs> there was a couple. Of, I don't know who the fuck Steve it was. was. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Needless to Say. I'm here with Dave, Craig, and Brad, and this is the best shit that we do this episode. <laughs> it's my favorite, too. It yeah. is the best episode that we do. So I enjoy. love Halloween. If you don't find this one funny, then you can just fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we all agreed. It's like, we don't do it for you. Yeah. yeah. I, do it I like it. Yeah. 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 I like it. Oral masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, this, is, this is my that favorite show. That seems contradictory show. somehow. <laughs> touch <laughs> or, or no touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, I'm glad it's a tradition that we follow. I mean, we do our thing at like Christmas and stuff, but I, this is we my start favorite. So one. many things on this show and never see them through, even through a month. Yeah, but Halloween stories is like our bread and butter. Yeah, in my opinion, it's the best thing we do every year. I'm glad Matt's on board. We brought him into it last year, and he took to it like white on rice. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, well, not white on his wife, but white on rice. <laughs> 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 no, I think you had it right. <laughs> my bad. Oh uh, shit. So yeah, we have four unique, original, mostly stories <laughs> coming to you tonight. I may have broken some rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I already got the pre-show review from your wife, Dave. Yeah, and yeah. she gave, she gave me a great participation ribbon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's good. Yeah. She's like, I laughed, dude. You, first of all, you know her family, and yeah. you know you're not gonna get the answer you want. Uh, and do you know why they do shit like that? Because it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I am a fucking like I'm driving, getting ice to make sure that your drinks are cold tonight. Yeah. And she goes, uh, "Do you want me to be honest with you, or should I just not say anything?" <laughs> and, I'm, so, and I'm like, "All right, be honest with me, but don't make me cry." These are words that came out of an adult's mouth. Don't, don't make me cry. She reads it ten minutes later. I'm bagging my own ice, and she goes, "It's good." <laughs> <laughs> like there's a comma in there yeah, And then nothing following yeah. <laughs> It's good Then she reminds me that I did a good job last year Yeah just, well, just, yeah, Don't so, be so, so hot on yourself Last year that's was right. good you know, even, yeah. even the Utah Jazz took one from Michael Jordan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know the background I know I that's rolled her a them. red carpet And she walked up there in yeah. style yeah. yeah, but she took yeah. me out like a. I'll be honest with you though, I took her. I took a big swing this year. I tried All something right. different. We're gonna find out in a few minutes. But uh, what's funny is like you talking. Like I was telling you, like you know her family. Like, you know these two idiots. That's <laughs> them. That's the whole family. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. It happened to her this week. She was. She went out and inspected a house <laughs> that had. Craig already knows. <laughs> there was there was damage to a hardwood floor in this person's house. So she's talking with this contractor who's like, oh, I got to replace the entire floor. And she's like, I don't think you do. You can just do these little parts. 
And she's like, I got to have my expert look at it. And I said, oh, well, text Craig and Uncle Mike. She goes, that's my expert. (laughs) (laughs) So she quickly types a text and sends it. I'm like, sends the pictures. I said, before you send that, you need to tell them you want the real answer. Not the answer that you know they're going to give you. (laughs) But she left that part out. So what she got response was, well, it can be repaired by someone like myself, but I'm not, everyone else is but a mere mortal (laughs) to my work with wood flooring. I can work miracles with dead wood. These other people don't stand a chance. From both of them. Identical, simultaneous, detached answers that look like they came from the same person. It was an opportunity to brag about their own woodworking abilities while degrading the rest of the woodworking world. The best is we both used mere mortals. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, there's only two people in the northern hemisphere that can fix this floor. <laughs> and they share blood. Yeah. Let me give you a little update on my floor that was installed by, <laughs> by one of these yeah. gods of woodworking. Uh, it, one of the, the slats got taken out by a Guatemalan mop. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, they're using too much water. You have two minutes for everything. <laughs> it was right after they bathed in it, they mopped with it. Come on. <laughs> the Guatemala mop. It's the swifter. The swifter. <laughs> I've got like fucking peeling and like wood chips coming up in my living room. And I'm like, from what? And I realize every other week a bunch of fucking Biden migrants show up here. <laughs> I just jam on that floor like a motherfucker. <laughs> well, apparently they're just taking sharp edges just to fuck with me. Yeah. Or maybe they're just mopping and your floor's not that good. I didn't make the floor. I installed it. Yeah, but you recommended it. Oh, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> my, my point was, you know what you're getting when you ask them something. Yep. That's right. No, that, it was derision, exact. judgment, yeah. and falsehoods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The truth. As I like to call it. Did you ask for the real answer? No, I forgot. When I hired Craig, I never looked up his repeat business quote. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been good to look into, but anyway. Fucking 30 years of it, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, one offs. (laughs) Mostly of people who don't remember yesterday. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> oh, I love shit. when I target him. I know he did a great job. It doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> I know I did a great job yeah. too. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> After the third visit, he nailed it. Yeah, I did. But anyway, moving on. Uh, let's do some quick weeks. What's going on, Dave? Start. I just gave you my week. <laughs> uh, listen, I have I have done. Nothing this week. But write this story. Uh, honestly, this story dictated my week. I was stressed more about writing my story this week than anything at work. I should have been worried about things at work because I came up with a whole project for myself that I now have to present in front of a bunch of executives <coughs> next week. It's not done yet, but you know what is done? My story for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for nothing. What I loved about the progression of your degradation, I am loving, like, past, like, month, month and a half, we've been busting your balls because you've been doing these liquid lunches on Fridays. Oh, yeah. And occasionally Tuesdays. 
Mm-hmm. But it's always been like an off-the-cuff thing. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you know, we're both home, and I'm, I've got a light afternoon. Why don't we just throw caution to the wind and go to Lucky's? Yeah. Yesterday afternoon, you're like, we're going to be at Lucky's tomorrow yeah. at noon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're planning on ducking out of work, but still collecting that paycheck at exactly 1140. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to head over there, get a good spot at the bar, because nobody in East Providence <laughs> is actually drinking at 1140. <laughs> but we'll be there, and they're going to open up the taps at noon, and we'll be first in line. Yep. <laughs> Invited all of us there. I love watching the degradation of your career. Yeah, that everything you just said is accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I went. Ex- except except <laughs> I did go home and I shook my mouth for another two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I this I, I didn't have to teach classes this week, so my schedule is much more Whack. loose, yeah. fluid. Like I'm getting shit done. Fluid's a good word. Yeah. Liquid. Yeah. Liquid. But I did. Oh, yeah, I planned my lunch for today four days ago. Yeah. Well, I realize now I also have a four-day work week. See? You should have showed up. My boss is in a two-hour. He's in mountain time zone, and at 11 o'clock, he's like, hey, I'm going to duck out early today. I'm like, it's 9 o'clock your time. <laughs> like, yep. you're not even planning on working today. And so he checked in with me, and then I was free to write a bad story that Rayanne hated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've learned. I've learned. I've had... My my newest my current boss is really good. He's a great guy. He's he's super nice to work for. He's easy. He he'll occasionally be like, "Hey Dave, have a great day or have a great weekend." And I'm like, "He's not coming back to me today." Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, years ago, my last boss, when I was physically in an office, if it was like a Friday afternoon or something, she'd come walk it back to the desk and she'd be like, "What are you still doing here?" She sat in the desk behind me. Yeah. The cube behind me. So. As she's walking by mine, she's like, what are you still doing here? Before she was sitting, I'm packing my shit up. Yeah. I knew what she meant. I'm like, bye, Linda. See yeah, you Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, this other woman behind me, she's like, oh, I just got to wrap a few things up. I'm like, Emery, shut the fuck up. Get the hot. Don't, don't just, make me look back. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, just go. I had a guy a few years ago. He would come in and be like, hey, Friday's my admin day, which is a nice way of saying deleting don't look emails for me. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. don't bother me. So I used to pick up my friend, and we go to the bar at like 2, 2.30. But this guy's on mountain time zone. Yeah. <laughs> like mountain he, time. He just wasn't here today. That's, that's what? Two, yeah. two hours behind Two us. hours yeah. behind. It's like the worst of all time zones. The forgotten time the zone. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody yeah. cares nobody about mountain time Who's in mountain time? Like no, no Utah? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. They're West Coast. Denver. Not scheduling oh, football Denver's games around their bullshit time and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it's like Denver. That's <laughs> yeah. all they got. Especially with Russell Wilson. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck. If I go to a stadium, my ears are gonna pop and shit. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. that, dude. Yeah, at your ears, your lungs are gonna collapse. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Worried about your ears. <laughs> Craig Rock walking around the pen sticking out of his chest. <laughs> yeah. Denver fucked me up. I've been out there a few times. Fucks me up every time. I not smoke. the time zone. Just I think just the altitude. The altitude fucks is me insane. Up. I, I smoked for seventeen years. Like, I worry about lung problems and going out there. I, <laughs> and then yeah. you're fucked up on two cores. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I call an yeah, evening. No. Yeah. Fucking, you get all like whack. Yeah. I, would I had, I would have headaches, out. like a light headache, just constant the whole time I'm yeah. out there. I think that's what's affecting my boss. But as long as that happens, Whatever. hey, I'll meet you at Lucky's next week. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I've learned those cues yeah. from like bosses like there's certain things they'll say or do like they're not going to be looking for me the rest of the day yeah because they want to leave too 
Yeah, they want to go home too. It's been a long week. Getting shit, shit's done. Yeah, there's nothing. That, yeah, no one's no. starting anything new Friday afternoon at two o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Yep. Unless you're Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yep. Transition accomplished. Go. <laughs> I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing this week. We fucking we worked. It sucked. You know, what can I say? Yeah. I mean, I, it was funny because, like, my week was, well, I didn't work this week. I had the week off. That's right. Wow. I took the week off. So normal week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> normal well. normal week at God Amongst Men Flooring yeah. Service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that one. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was, I it thought was it was funny. called two men working as one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alpha and Omega <laughs> flooring. Yeah. No, um, Pantheon laminates. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, my my business partner went to um, Universal Studios with his family this week. So I had a couple of the stores that we work for. They were like, hey, we got some small jobs. And I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I'm not doing them. <laughs> yeah. Do you need me to help you find someone to do those? Because <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. You want, to, want me to make some calls? <laughs> Tough shit. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yep. To a point where I got a phone call. <laughs> Adam calls me from Florida, from Universal Studios. He goes, hey, Jimmy called me. He says, you're ignoring all this phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> he interrupted Adam's vacation. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's like, your fucking business partner won't answer my phone calls. He says to Adam, I'm like, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> he called me like four times today. <laughs> On the background, it's the Back to the Future ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't fucking responded to him. But yeah, but I felt so bad because my, my business partner goes down for a vacation, right? Yeah, they go to, they go to the airport. It was cold in the morning when they left, right? So he gets to the airport. He goes, you know what? He goes, fuck this. It's gonna be hot when we get in Florida because yeah. he's looking at the temperature in Florida. He's like, fucking, I'm not wearing this. He's like, so he's you don't want to land in Florida he, wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. He, he, yeah. So yeah. he's like, I'm gonna yeah. he's like, I'm gonna go in the bathroom and change up. Yeah. Yeah. He goes in the bathroom and blows his back out. No. Up. Yep. Oh. To no wrecked, shit Wrecked oh. He said He goes It was the Broke worst Broke rod he, Yeah he said it, was the, <laughs> it, was, it was the worst plane ride I he bet said, That's and awful And then he said and Then he gets in Then they got like They're all going to Universal <laughs> yeah. oh. To walk around all day oh. He said it's been the worst And he's he's mad Because he, he like enjoys that stuff He like enjoys rides And yeah. shit like that He's like I could, He goes I went on one ride And it was Fucking brutal. He goes, so I, I just been kind of hanging back. That sucks. And like sitting down while everybody's going on rides and waiting, hoping that the line is long. Because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to get back up and walk around anymore. And shit. So he's like, all I could do is pound drinks when we get back to the hotel. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I, I don't. I don't know Adam, but like I've heard a lot of stories. It just seems like his life is like endless suffering. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, dude. It's so bad. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. When he just plows on through, yeah. keeps his head up. You know what I mean? Yeah, good for him. I just love when the, the, the plane is like, yeah, get your seat in the upright position. He's like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it was so bad. He said he knew he did it right away. He's like, oh, no. Like, it just was one of those clicks. From and what? Getting dressed? Yeah, it happened. On those little ass bathrooms. Trying to stand in a stall and trying yeah. to maneuver around and ah, shit. Ah, fuck And that. So, like, probably like lean down. And when he stood up, it probably just went click. 
Dude, every time that I've like pulled my back, I did it like a few months ago. I, I think I was telling you guys, I had just fucking reached down to tie my boot in yeah. the morning. It's the Doesn't, dumbest thing. It's, it's yeah. the stupidest fucking thing. I reached down to tie my boot, and I'm like, I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, oh my god, like I could barely get back up, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I was ruined for and like two gets, weeks, and then dude. it gets worse as the day goes on. Yeah. it just gets more and more painful. Yeah, I remember my friend's uh, my friend's dad years ago. He was a uh, um, in his office, he actually worked for the police department too. He stood up from his desk, and he like, when he stood up, he threw his back out, just went. So he was standing up at his desk with his hands on the desk in front of him, and he's like, "Donna, Donna," like his secretary, yeah. whatever. He's like, "I'm stuck, I'm stuck." She comes in, looks at the computer, she goes, "I don't know how to fix that, Wayne. I can't help you." He's like, "No." I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, okay. And she ended up getting the fire. He's like, you just stood there for an hour waiting for someone to come yeah. help him. Oh, awful. Man. Yeah. yeah. It's, the it's dumbest awful. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the worst. Back pain is That the was the cop worst. Matt ran from a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I would rather. How'd I get away? Get no, away. You, you wouldn't want to get caught by Kevin's dad. He was a scary man. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> Scary man. I bet. He well, had that cut voice that would just carry for like miles. Yeah. Well, oh. it, well, it had to since he wasn't moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You better watch out I for give up. old Hunchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was terrified. Get over here. Hands up. <laughs> Don't move like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm illustrated. Yeah. yeah, I'm oh, illustrated. yeah. Freeze. Dude, did you guys Bill, see did that? Freeze? Did you guys see that video? I just seen a video on Twitter earlier today. This dude on a motorcycle is trying to outrun this cop. And the cop's chasing him. The cop's chasing him. And the dude on the motorcycle can't get away. He ditches the motorcycle. Well, he fucking runs. He starts running. They tase the guy. The only problem with this is why they were chasing the guy was because he stole a gallon of gasoline and put it in his backpack. Oh, and they oh. tased him. They tased him. The gas explodes oh. in the back, dude. It was like fucking, it was like a grand finale fucking fireworks. <laughs> the, the kid's like, oh, and the, the both cops are like, oh, fuck this. And they run away. <laughs> They're going, they go and grab a fire extinguisher out of the fucking car. But this kid went up. He's like trying to stop, drop, and roll, dude. It's like to oh, no avail. That out. Oh, yeah, man. That, and what did he steal? So five and a quarter? He, yeah, he, yeah, he stole like a gallon of gas. That's yeah. it. So, so yep. what would it call it? Three and change. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thanks, right. Joe Biden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this poor, you see what you put this you man you through. <laughs> Joe Biden set me on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that doddering fuck. He probably did. Yeah. Why are you chasing someone for that? I on a motorcycle, no less too. They they usually don't chase motorcycles. No. Yeah, uh, because we're talking it ends about up being... thousands of dollars in merchandise theft a few weeks ago. Yeah, right. That they were allowing to happen, but a gallon of gas. That's my point. Like, in why? a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. Choose let your battles, em, man. Let them go. Like yeah. forget. Like that's not worth the the risk to the rest of the general public. Yeah, like exactly. let the kid yeah. go. That's yeah, why they exactly. usually don't chase right. motorcyclists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. And that's why motorcyclists shouldn't run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You exactly. burst into flames. You burst into yeah. flames, exactly. It Jesus. happens. It would have been better off just shooting them. Yeah. Probably had a better chance. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I'd rather have the gunshot wound than my fucking whole back half of my body fucking burnt. burnt. Dude, did you see the one a couple weeks ago where the kid fucking, the kid's sitting in like McDonald's or Burger oh, King parking lot. 
That was crazy. It was crazy. And the cop yeah. is not even, he didn't even get a call to this location. He happened to be going to Burger King to get some food. And he recognized this car as something from the, the, the previous alluded, alluded day. Him the night before or something. Yeah. yeah. The previous day, this car, had, yeah, it, he thought it was the same car that eluded him the night before. And he goes up and he knocks on the window, right? And he just opens the door. He just whips the door open. He oh, whips shit. the door open and the kid's like, he's eating this fucking poor kid. He's eating his sandwich. And fucking that he just got from Burger King, like eating his fucking burger. And he looks up and he doesn't know who this is because the cop car is not immediately in yeah, view. The right. cop car is way around the corner. So it's just some dude to him Rip. opening up his door. So the, the kid is like all panicked. He looks up and he goes, what the fuck? And the kid just, just throws it in, it in gear and throws it in reverse. The cop just fucking just empties a full him. clip yeah. oh into the kid. God. The yeah. kid survived. But he shot the kid like I, I think a, he hit him lot. like three, four times. A lot. He shot but him he a emptied lot. the yeah. whole clip into the car. The kid just like backs up because he's like, I think the kid must have been like, fuck, like somebody's trying to fucking carjack it, me or fucking right, rob yeah. me. Yeah. And the kid just throws it in reverse and backs up. He doesn't hit the cop. You know, he, he just like throws it out and backs up in reverse because he pulled the door shut. And then he goes to take, and as he goes to take off, cop just like boom, 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 just like unloads a whole fucking mag into yeah. the car. Oh my god! <laughs> and there was someone in the passenger seat too. Yeah, another kid. They were both like seventeen. Yeah. What the fuck? Did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like oh my. Better god. clientele at Wendy's. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Go to Five Guys. The cops will buy you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that insensitive? Oh shit. <laughs> But fun. yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. But we're creeping up on Halloween, and I fucking love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking loving it. I yeah. know that somebody at my daughter's school was already in the spirit. It was at my daughter's volleyball game. What I wasn't there, but Melissa finally made it to a game this year. Ducked out of what our freshman high school. Freshman, freshman well, volleyball. JV, JV volleyball. That's okay. Yeah. That's right. That's JV right. volleyball. My daughter's playing. <laughs> we finally get out of work on time to go see a game. And Melissa's there, and she's like, oh, this is good, this is good. And then five minutes later, she's like, drunk woman fell out of stands, pulled streamers down, banged her head on the door, <laughs> paramedics are here. <laughs> Daughter embarrassed on court. <laughs> so I don't know what this was, but the girl actually approached Sophia goes, oh, my God, that's my mom. She's drunk. Oh, and she oh. said it with such a matter-of-fact way. That that this is not the first game she's ruined. Right. You know, well, just just not the first anything that she's ruined. Just yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Like, she yeah. didn't, she didn't say, "Oh my God, my mom is in bad shape." She said, "My mom's drunk," more or less like she wanted to say the word again, again, again. Yeah, and yeah. so this uh. poor kid. I feel bad for the kid. Now, Sophia's had some issues with this kid, but we actually used this as a teachable moment. Yeah, and said, "Yeah, there's a reason she's this way." There's a yeah. That's okay. why she's the way she because is. Because her mom's a drunk yeah. piece of shit. If you're going to drink properly, listen to this show and learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Seriously, but though. The woman literally <laughs> stepped out of the stands, brained herself on the door. <laughs> brained herself. <laughs> like there was a thud. Now, two of these guys went to Mount Hope High School. One of us has been to Mount Hope High School. We know how big that gym is. It's like a double gym. I've been to yeah. it. It's a mm, fucking yeah. monster gym. She found the door and brained herself, and the sound echoed. Uh, <laughs> echoed. Dun, 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 dun. That's a solid door, too. Yeah. Yeah. Those wood fire those doors. Those are like yeah. full yeah. No, no. Oak. Fat, yeah. no. No, no oak. This was metal. 
Oh. And it made that dull thud <laughs> like like only a drunk's brain can do. Yeah. And, and absolutely thudded, resounded, and then she immediately recoiled and then grabbed for streamers that the children had put up for senior night. <laughs> streamers <laughs> are going to provide the balance that this yeah. woman needs to stay upright and not embarrass her child. She's using dangling tissue paper to yeah. steady herself. That's right. Yeah. The crepe paper wasn't strong <laughs> enough <laughs> to withstand it, a, a 2.30 p.m. alcoholic's fucking oh, weight. Oh, God. I know, and huh? ruined it. And so Jeez. Sophia, because she's Sophia, decides to go over to mom. They're not all like this. Not all our games are like this. <laughs> <laughs> she made it about herself. Made it, yep. Oh, well, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well, I get it. I would have I would have come to more games had now they're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, shit's, yeah. Like, shit's going down. So oh, yeah. it's like you should come to the seven o'clock games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's wild. She, she gets a little blue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pandemonium. <laughs> I love it. I, I had no idea we were tailgating at the high school volleyball game. <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, it's a volleyball game. You could call it Slappy Hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that was literally the highlight of my week. Other That's than awesome. your wife shitting all over my script, Dude, this was let it go. No, she busted your balls. It's so great. I love it. She's so it's alive. the exact response that everybody was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not feeding into it a little bit. <laughs> no. yeah, anyway, uh, so what do you say, boys? <gasps> yeah, are we, we do ready? It? Are we ready to do it? Sure. Okay, we have not yet decided who goes first. We haven't. We should uh, do something to decide that. Well, Brad, you were talking about yours. Mine sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so read your shitty story, then. I, I'm going to go, but it, at least, thanks to Melissa, it's bound. It, it is the best presentation. <laughs> it definitely it, is. Dude. It is the most beautiful presentation. <laughs> Melissa decided that she had the tools, she had the talent. She wanted to bind these things because there's just enough pages to justify it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it she is, did a great job. It is. It is very nice. She did a great job. I wish her husband did. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, uh, there is no IMAX onion ring this year. I do love uh, the title, by the way. But this is yes, yeah. This is Portugeist. <laughs> <laughs> the best title, though. Yeah, yeah the title that is, is fantastic. Full disclosure: I wanted to try something different. I swung for the fences, and you're going to hear why. If you are familiar with Hollywood scripts, this is going to be very familiar. All right, S Mr. Spielberg. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. All right, we're this is thick. Yeah, yeah. That's why she married me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Downstairs, Daddy knows. <laughs> <laughs> Fade in. We're in the living room. There's an extreme close-up of a television screen. The national anthem resounds over the precision maneuvers of the Navy's Blue Angels. The TV set appears. A fireplace is off to the right. Trophies of outstanding achievement in annual home insurance scams on the mantle. <laughs> Dave is asleep in his armchair, diet pills and Cheetos in his lap. <laughs> Homeowner's policy spread out on the floor by his stocking feet. <laughs> we pan past the guest bath and over to a partially open door. We explore this room, if only for an instant, to catch Rayanne tossing in her sleep. A tangle of Dave's shoulder hair from the pillow covering her face. <laughs> she is oddly quiet and will be for the duration of this script. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. The camera pans away into another bedroom. Teenager Matt is snoring unevenly. He is surrounded by potato chips and homework. 
Just kidding. It's pics of fat women mounting tree stumps. <laughs> With the sheets tucked around him, he looks like a ghost. And where his head should be, there is a Celtics baseball cap. <laughs> the static from the TV seems to arouse Craigie Ann, an emotional retard, <laughs> from regular sleep. His eyes snap open. He listens, flicks some sleep from his eyes, and rises out of bed. We go to the living room. The static crackles louder and a blue glow dawns across Craigie Ann. He could be sleepwalking. His eyes are riveted and his breathing quickens. The static booms and Craigie Ann stops at the TV set in front of his sleeping dad, Dave. He stares into the white snow, trying to see beyond the color dots. Craigie Ann opens his mouth until we are certain he is going to scream. Then, hello? Hello? What do you want? Hello? Who are you? Hello? Hola, quiem. <laughs> Fade to black. Scene fades into the children's bedroom. Dave flops Matt onto his pillow just as a flash lights the room and the tree outside the window. Craigie Ann lies awake, watching his embarrassing bitch of a brother struggle with foliage. You know, like a bitch. I don't like the tree, Dad. It's an old tree. It was here for a long time, long before my company unwisely insured most of this ghetto fabulous neighborhood. I don't like its arms. I don't like its face. I don't like the angle it's growing at, especially so close to the power lines. It knows I live here, doesn't it? It knows everything about us. That's why I built our, ho our home next to it, so it could protect you and Craigie Ann, your mom and me, even if mommy isn't in story because we don't have a female voice to read her lines. Anyway, it's a wise old tree. It looks at me. It knows I live here. It plays Christian metal and Proud Boys marching band music. It has Ted Nugent's podcast on loop. There's Tulsi Gabbard nude pics. It knows what I like. Why, Dad? Why? Matt is visibly frightened now, and Dave realizes he's scared him. Just then, a tremor of thunder rolls through the bedroom, and Matt snuggles up to his half-interested father. Whew. Looks like the storm's going to miss us. How do you know? How could you possibly know this? You're just a hack insurance teacher, <laughs> which still isn't a thing, you know? Because... You know how annoying it is to pretend. I'm sick every time we have career day at school. <laughs> All my friends have normal parents with normal jobs. Because I... I mean, seriously, get on Zoom calls and guide people who failed at other professions to suddenly know how to assess water damage? Man, does it suck. I know because I can count, you loudmouth little prick. Unlike Craigie Ann, did I ever tell you the story about how you were both conceived through broken condoms? <laughs> Boom, more thunder. Matt flinches but tries to be brave. After you see the lightning, count until you hear the thunder. If you can count higher each time, that means the storm is moving away from you. But be sure to stop at nine, because I know the Bristol Warren School District didn't get you past that point. <laughs> A flash of lightning is seen. Craigie Ann is suddenly interested in his dad's words. Now count with me. One, two, three. Thunder is heard. Next time you'll be able to count to four or more. You try it, okay? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, 
Matt looks out the window. The tree stands there in the wind. Another flash of lightning. Matt controls his fear and concentrates. One, two, Jesus, Tucker, Tulsi. (laughs) Crack. Boom. An explosive jolt of thunder rocks the house. The closet light goes out as the tree outside the window suddenly bends forward as if looking in. Matt sits bolt upright. Craigie Ann wakes up screaming. We cut to the master bedroom much later. Craigie Ann and Matt are asleep next to Dave. Rayanne is there but remains oddly mute. (laughs) (laughs) The TV has been left on and the pre-recorded voice of the station manager signs off. Then there's a pulse. Transmission ceases and the soft roar of dead air fills the room as the static white snow colors the walls, making shadows flicker and warp. It is only now that we first hear it. A sound intermingling with the TV hiss, like a bad connection from far, far away. A whisper, not one, but hundreds of them. They say nothing. It's a chorus, tonal and inviting. Noah, Forza Benfica Alex. Forza Benfica Alex. Craigie Ann turns on his side and his eyes open surreally. Ever so slowly, he turns his head fully facing the TV. Craigie Ann smiles. A smile much too sophisticated for a drooling embarrassment (laughs) of a human child. The static snow mixes with new imagery. Forms, vague but luminous, always mingling, impressionistic, never hardlined. Come out. Come out. The picture tube starts to snap. Little flashes momentarily blind Craigie Ann. He blinks and tries to see deeper. Snap! Crack! It's as if flash bulbs were being emitted. Dave turns fitfully but remains asleep. Flash! Pop! Matt is close to waking. Smiling on his knees now, he reaches out towards the TV when something reaches back. A substance. A form like a wispy, smoky tentacle. Yes, that's tentacle. Twists forward, (laughs) extending from the picture tube and snaking into this poorly cleaned bedroom. Transparent and cold, it gives birth to itself, builds upon its own energy, growing brighter as it seems to hover upon Craigie Ann, then tower over the family asleep in the king-size bed. Boom! An explosion from the TV set. The window cracks and the curtain rod slips. Books and mementos fall from the open hutch. The medicine cabinet opens and prescription medicine splatters on the floor. The the room lights flare, then die. Just as quickly as it began, the incident ceases. Everyone looks at Craigie Ann, and Craigie Ann looks at everyone. Then in tones, almost matter-of-factly. They're fucking here, guys! (laughs) (laughs) The kitchen the next morning. Dave is tired, weary, and oddly gross-smelling after the events of the previous <laughs> evening, but he is focused on keeping the routine normal. Craigie Ann suddenly appears from around the corner looking exhausted and cranky. In his hand is a San Diego Chargers football helmet. We didn't cook any dinner. We'll go to Paisoni's, all right? Dave sees chalk marks all over the kitchen floor. Arrows in squares and numbers in two colors. Matt is there setting up the room for an experiment. Skipping to the kitchen table, he takes one of the outdated country chairs from the breakfast table and scrapes it along the poorly installed floor to the center of the room. (laughs) Okay. Okay, now watch. Watch. Dad, 
I know you're not working today, so watch. Matt removes his hands from the back of the chair and steps aside. Dave watches Matt as much as the chair. He starts to step forward when Matt throws both of his hands out to stop him. I said, look, Jesus, how do you train people when you can't fucking listen? <laughs> the chair begins to tremble, then begins to move forward, picking up speed until it traverses the entire length of the kitchen, ending up right in front of Dave's glazed because he drinks at lunch every day eyes. <laughs> Dave begins looking for wires. He kneels and feels the chair legs, then immediately looks to Matt for the answer. It's okay. It's okay. Look, this isn't the guy at the playground last week. Go ahead and show daddy. <laughs> I'm hungry. My girl farts smell like... <laughs> Like, oh shit! What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Topico. <laughs> Don't wait, huh? Craigie Ann shrugs and puts on the football helmet. Matt runs over to Dave's side and pushes the chair out of the way. Craigie Ann sits on the floor in a circle with his name on it in yellow chalk. He starts to tremble like an Azorian at a spelling bee. <laughs> His tiny pockmarked body begins to move forward faster and all the way across the kitchen floor, right into Matt's arms. That burned worse than the last time my friend Mike touched my bleaker. <laughs> His play dates make me feel icky. What the fuck did I just see? You try. What? You can't believe the feeling. According to mom, it's like being with an actual man. <laughs> Also, like finding a few bucks in the bank account. Neither has happened to her since Paul Walker knew how to downshift. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you smell like bacala. Anyway, is there a magnet back there? Wait, why did I mention bacala? He looks behind the door in the dining room. Nothing. Dave just stands for a long moment in hapless, overweight silence. <laughs> then, Craigie Ann adjusts his helmet and sits inside the, his launch circle. Matt and Dave are having the discussion across the room and aren't aware of his ugly ass moving. Maybe the tree and this thing are related. No shit, Vasco da Gama. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really think these were separate incidents? Daddy, look at me. They turn, but it's too late. Craigie Ann shoots across the room and with no one to catch him. At a sickening speed, his helmet smashes into the wall. Matt <laughs> screams like a complete twat. Rayanne pokes her head in, but immediately leaves. <laughs> An eight-inch hole in the wall and the cracked plastic on the helmet testify to the force of the impact. Craigie Ann is dazed but unhurt. You promised me codfish, and I smeared a wet loaf of meat paste in my quackish. <laughs> Breakfast is canceled. Go to school. I need to go pretend to work. Fade to black. <laughs> Children's bedroom that evening. Matt is wide awake. He is staring out the window from under the covers. There is a flash of lightning. Matt begins nervously counting. One, two, three, four, five. The sound of rolling thunder rolls in. Matt tenses and watches the massive Arbutus grape tree. A wind rustles the gnarled branches. The sky is a rolling mass of gray and black. A second flash of lightning, and Matt whispers to himself, One, two, 
Three. Matt is watching the tree. Craigie Ann is asleep, but he's tossing and moaning like a landscaper who gets paid with a check. (laughs) (laughs) Another flash of lightning. Matt pulls up the covers over his nose and mouth, his tiny, weak, wholly unimpressive breath, pushing the fabric up and down as he counts. (laughs) One. Two. Boom! A savage crack of lightning. The explosion of thunder right on top of it. A hurricane blast of wind hints the monster tree. The two grape-covered branches that look like arms fold forward, aiming at the window and immediately smash through the bedroom. Matt starts screaming. The finger twigs snap around him like skeleton ants and lift him out of the bed. The tree squeezes purple grape jizz all over Matt, (laughs) then pulls him right out the window into an 80-mile-an-hour storm. Dave comes running in, but he's too late because he's naturally slow and devoid of reaction time. (laughs) (laughs) Merda! Que merda esta? Fique em casa, porra, motherfucker. Dad, stay focused. Get me out of here. I made more underwear fun. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Matt, try and push the branches away from your face. If the branches are squeezing you, then try to make sure they stop squeezing you, because that will end the squeezing. <laughs> is, is this how you teach your classes? <laughs> <laughs> the poop is on my wiener. Both centimeters. <laughs> There's no time for this now. Start pushing. The key to outmuscling anthropomorphic trees is to be stronger than them, especially when they're holding you tightly. Uh, how are you not unemployed? Multos anos a vida francos. Wait! Since when do you speak Azorian Portuguese? And for that matter, since when do I? Something pungent is taking over my house. <laughs> Motivated by the fact that he had an educated thought, Dave reaches Matt. Dave tears at the branches, trying to free Matt. A crimson, chorizo-like fluid pumps thick from the branches that Dave destroys. As suddenly as it began, the final burst of wind passes the tree. He frees his son, and they topple out of the branches. The tree is uprooted before them and disappears into the storm. A funnel cloud is moving away, breaking up as it hits the outlying hills. It must have just skimmed us. There wouldn't be a fully insured house standing if... A blinding light flashes from inside the house. Craigie Ann! (laughs) Meanwhile, in the bedroom, the low thread crown sheets start to peel back. The closet (laughs) swallows secondhand toys and posters of Darth Vader stolen from a dumpster behind GameStop. (laughs) It then sucks harder the noise, something like a colossal straw pulling at the last drop of driveway wine. Only now does the bed give way, flipping into the air and flying across the room, slamming Craigie Ann inside and blocking the opening with its frame and springs. We move upstairs. She's not here! Craigie Ann! Where are you? My little burrata tanta! (laughs) Cockroach damage isn't covered under this bottom-tier policy. And seriously, when the fuck did I learn Portuguese slang? Dave joins Matt, and together they work side by side, panting, crying, and calling for Craigie Ann. But there's no sign of him within the messy destruction in front of them. Then the TV across the hall turns on by itself. Craigie Ann may be gone, but faint noises from the phantom TV indicate he hasn't gone far. Mom? Dad? Vavo? Vava? 
Uncle Muro, <laughs> Cousin Batello, Father Francisco, I'm here. Now I've seen everything on TV. <laughs> Why does this house smell like CK1 and Malasadas? <laughs> we need to call in a professional, even if I can't pretend to be smart enough to explain this. Fate to black. The living room a few nights later. We are following Dave and Matt. Rayanne has apparently taken a cue from Dave's first wife and left the home. (laughs) 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 They seem to be gazing down as they walk through their home. The camera widens to reveal Brock Merchant, a renowned astrologist, clairvoyant, and midget whose name rhymes with cock merchant. (laughs) He is dressed in a California Hawaiian shirt with a beehive hairdo, even though he's balding badly. He also sports aviator sunglasses indoors, like a fucking midget. (laughs) Brock stops and speaks with a thick but polite southern accent. Would you all mind hanging back? You're jamming my frequencies. They oblige, and Brock waddles his way down the hall and up the stairs unaccompanied. We haven't heard a word from Craigie Ann since last night. Why is this door locked, Mr. Dave? Dave looks up the stairs. He's about to answer, but is suddenly compelled to have five separate screaming conversations at the same picnic table. Answer her. I am. Brock appears at the upper rail and looks down between the banister posts. I'm a dress in the living. I'm sorry. That's the room my sons occupy. We believe it's the heart of the house. This house has many hearts and Portuguese flags. Like, literally, every room has one. Y'all forgot where you're from. Ah, uh, whatever, brother. Come here. Give me your hand. I'm going to bite you. Come on down here. You're going to give me whiplash looking up at you. That's almost what we wrote. (laughs) Dave smiles and kneels. He is eye level with Brock. You weird child with... (laughs) You weird child with the external polyp is alive and in this house. The question is, why did this parasitic Mediterranean entity take him? The tears come immediately. Dave breaks down, sobbing. The first confirmation of his own belief from the outside. Brock hugs Matt, patting the back of his head reassuringly. Dave starts to come over to comfort, but Brock waves him off. I have my strongest feeling. The point of origin is inside the child's bureau. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a dresser, <laughs> Which is a dresser, but made really ethnic by the greasy ghost infecting this house. Yes, I feel that too. Now, Dad, I'm now I'm doing a southern accent. Sorry. <laughs> now, Dad, are you going to be real strong for me, for your son, my brother? I can do absolutely nothing without your faith. I will. Believe me, I will. But why are you talking like an adult? Weren't you just crying like a twat about trees a few nights ago? <laughs> Never mind that. Will you do anything I say, even if it comes to contrary to your beliefs as a human being? And as a... <laughs> and as a lapsed Catholic? <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> it's still your life. Oh, then let's get to, <laughs> then let's get to our feet and go get that child. 
It takes me less time because I'm a fucking <laughs> You know? Hours later near the TV, the entire family sits and waits. Rayanne is back but is wearing headphones and texting Corey. <laughs> Brock waddles over to his pile of items laid out on a tablecloth on the living room floor. Towels, red ribbon, tennis balls. Where's the rope? This ain't going to work without Spalding Rose Rotary Beats. Matt runs in with several pounds of rope slung around his shoulder. It's all I could find. It'll do. Here's the bath water. <laughs> How's the bath water doing? That's going to be a problem if we don't have clean water. I shut it off. It's ready. But a voice bellowed out when I was filling the tub saying something in tongues about only needing a bath every two or three days. And that Febreze and baby powder works just fine for casual socializing. <laughs> then I don't see any reason why we shouldn't get started, all right? <laughs> Poorly homeboy, come out. <laughs> in the low light of the living room, Dave stands in the center like a frightened contestant about to audition a song. He says a prayer under his breath and looks skyward. Craigie Ann, Craigie Ann, it's Daddy. Can you hear me? Shh. Craigie, can you tell Daddy hello? Try again. Can you say hello to Daddy? I miss you so much, so much. We love you so much. Can you say hello? He's under restraint. He's what? What do you mean? What do you mean? Who's, Who's restraining, restraining him? him? Quickly. Who? Who is more? Who is he more afraid of? You or your wife? He's afraid of neither. I'm lying. He's terrified of Rayanne like I am. It must be her silence. <laughs> Which one of you does he answer to first? He's always gone to Rayanne. When he's naughty, whom does he whom does he hide from? He's a well-behaved child. We've raised him with manners and Look, folks, I, I'm not from Dayline. Just give me a quick answer. I've never laid a hand. Fight with me later. Get, get your fight with me later and get your plump child beating ass over here. <laughs> tell Craigie in to answer. Tell him. Tell him. Sweet donut barbershop cannoli. It's your daddy. Can you hear me? Cut the crap and call him loud. Craigie Ann, it's daddy. Again. It's daddy, my little pre-diabetic baby. Be cross with him. Be angry with him. You'll never see him again. Craigie Ann, this is your father speaking. Tell him if he doesn't answer, he's going to be in big trouble. Tell him he'll get spanked. God damn it, Dave, tell him. Daddy, help me. Papa, miss you. <laughs> <laughs> he's broken away from it. Ask him if there's light. Craigie Ann, do you see the light? He's changing me, Daddy. <laughs> ah! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to run to the light. They will follow her to it. They've <laughs> they have been following her for weeks. You must tell her what I say. Run for the lights. Run as fast as you can. Daddy, are you <laughs> are you in the light? Because Daddy, are you in the light? Because wouldn't you gravitationally pull swollen? Daddy, are you in the light? Because wouldn't your gravitational pull sw swallow it into a celestial vacuum? 
<laughs> Tell her you are. Run to the light, Craigie Ann. Daddy is in the light. Quick, upstairs, everyone. Bring everything. Mercifully, we go to another scene. <laughs> <laughs> We're upstairs in Craigie Ann's room. Everybody crowds around. Brock turns to... I don't know who Steve is. Brock turns to Dave, <laughs> breathing coarse with phlegm and wheezing. <laughs> Open it. It's like a storm at sea inside. So much destroyed minutia speeds through the air, like a blizzard at night. The sound is a chorus of moaning and raving, a vocal asylum from a black place where all souls wait for transit. A cacophony of music reverberates throughout. Nothing specific, only madness and nonsense. Into this wall of noise and torment, Brock Merchant appears again. The closet, the light is there. It is so bright that no one's looking into it without retinal damage. Great blue-yellow shards of light spill into the room, defined by the thick atmosphere. Matt, get downstairs and wait by the target. A heavy section of lamp hurls from the other side of the room, right at Brock's head. Just as it reaches him, it slows down to a winsome hover and falls to the floor at his feet. Dave, give me the tennis ball mark number one. Brock takes the tennis ball and ducking as other objects are coming at him more aggressively. He throws it into the furnace of light in the closet. Downstairs, there is a flash, and immediately a tennis ball falls from mid-space and lands on the floor at Matt's feet. He picks it up and looks at the inscriptions. It's my handwriting. It came right out of the fucking air. The ball came back. It's his handwriting. This is working. She's just at the mouth of the corridor. Tell him to stop. Tell him not to move into the light. Craigie Ann, listen to me. Do not go into the light. Stop where you are. Turn away from it. Pretend it's a shower or a vagina. Don't go in it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rope? Matt hands it to her. Brock won't wield it. It is too strung out and the fucking midget is too small. <laughs> Dave and Matt step in to provide an anchor. They both know Dave provided more than enough weight to pull this off alone, but Matt sees no point in mocking his father at this crucial moment. Dave launches the rope into the burning light. He immediately feels resistance and tugs harder. Something is pulling back. I've got something. I hooked a fat one. That's how he hit 16 home runs in eight games in Little League. <laughs> Focus, both of you. Don't pull too hard or the rope will break and Craigie Ann will be lost forever. You, my mother, Rayanne, everyone tells me to stop pulling so hard. Seriously, fucking focus, would you? <laughs> Your child is near. <laughs> Your child is near. We need to make... At this moment, Brock falls into a trance, trailing off, I guess... <laughs> and starts speaking to himself Enraptured by a force beyond his own paranormal strength Why are you here? Why do you want to be? You, you You were moved without blessing You no longer live directly next to 19 of your relatives <laughs> What is happening here? Cross over, children You're all welcome All welcome Go into the light There is peace and serenity in the light <laughs> Dave gives one more tug and a flash of electrical energy explodes from the closet. A low growl is heard from the light. The growl hits the lower sound registers and the entire room shakes from its very foundations. The, the beast emerges from the closet light. The face is the entire length and width of the opening. It is the faces of Nelly Furtado and a grandmother with a mustache. <laughs> 
<laughs> the heads emerge, smashing the door frame. Dave freezes at the sight and screams for the first time. He drops the rope and Craig Ann is back in the arms of his family. For a fifth day in a row, Matt cries. <laughs> in fact, they all do. Even Rayanne, who almost got out of the chair to help pull the rope. This house is clean. Not as clean as the Mexicans would have made it, but clean. Final scene, the hills behind the house. We fast forward to several weeks later. After Craigie Ann is saved, countless other horrors affected the family. We have neither the budget nor the time in the episode to tell the story. Just know that it rained a lot in that neighborhood, a pool was overrun with caskets, and Dave's home <laughs> disappeared into the ground. We later learned that the entire block was built on a Portuguese cemetery that only had its headstones moved. This pissed off the dead Azorians to no end, leaving a massive onslaught of Costas and Patelos. <laughs> Angered, Dave grabbed his boss, another insurance teacher who was also the land developer who brought the family into the neighborhood. <laughs> voce mudo o cemeterio. Mas voce. Deju os corpus now e voce. Seu filu de uma puta. Voce deju os corpus eso muvo as lapides. And see. <laughs> <laughs> you made me read a Portuguese haiku. <laughs> that was challenging. The it amount was. of typos in this thing is ridiculous. <gasps> I thought I caught all of it. I missed all of it. No wonder Rayanne hated it. It was oh, so sorry. Wait till you read mine. Fucking ruined. But <sighs> truth be told, that was originally that was Poltergeist. That was the Poltergeist yeah. script. So there was a Carol Ann reference at one point. Yeah. There was a couple. Of, I don't know who the fuck Steve it was. was. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. I edited this thing 19 times today, but it comes wallpaper. It was after tough. A while, it, was, yeah. it. it was yeah. It was getting God. a little. It, I would just like missed some things because it was. I was bouncing back and forth between the two characters. Dude, so I love. By the end of that, Craig was redneck iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I thought I caught everything. Man, that oh. I couldn't see a. I was blind. Let, let me tell you something. That that scene in the original Polter, Poltergeist movie with the tree grabbing the kid and eating him fucking terrified me. Like Matt, you talked. Was it last week? I think it was last week. You talked about um, Hellraiser. Yeah. And how that like that tree scene from Poltergeist fucked me. The up. clown got yep. me. The clown got me. Oh, I was fucked up by the time the clown came. I didn't. I matter. left that scene uh, out. Because it was too much with that one kid. Yeah. I wanted to do that clown because that clown fucked me up as a kid because my sister had that clown. Stop it. Something damn similar. I mean, it wasn't the same one. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough that I didn't want it looking at me in the middle of the night. Sat right on that little kid's rocking chair. Fuck that. Was that. that. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it was awesome. crazy. That movie paralleled a lot of my fears. And that's why I wanted to jump on it. I didn't realize I would do it so close that I introduced Steve by accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dude that looked in the mirror and fucking picked That was Steve. Station. That's yeah. right. Poor and then there was Dr. Lesh. And there was all sorts of other people. Yeah. I tried to catch it as much as I could, but it was unwieldy. <laughs> Rayanne, you were right. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I couldn't read the Portuguese. What's y'all's to excuse? <laughs> I couldn't either. <laughs> I can't read Portuguese. It's like I, I always describe Portuguese. It's like Spanish with a slur. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that, picture yeah. someone speaking Spanish while they're having a stroke. Yeah, it's they're the it's southern Spain. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's just you a know? lot of zzz. I was gonna say yeah. uh, all the s's turn to z's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Do you want me to go next? Matt's got his queued up. Go yeah. Ahead. All right. You sure? Yeah. 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 
I don't mind. No, whatever. All right. My turn. Didn't even staple it. Did you also shamelessly rip off a movie? <laughs> no. Mine's called copyright infringement. We didn't name it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this, one, this one may hit close to home. Real close. Great. All right. My story is called Snake Bitten. <laughs> Can you do this voice the entire time? Oh, I'm definitely doing <laughs> All right. Listen, I came in with a premise that I was going to do it like the Wonder Years, like with the, <laughs> with the narration. <laughs> Honestly, that was, like, that was a big, that was a starting point. All right. It was an unseasonably cold Friday night in Warren, Rhode Island. A dense fog had slowly crept into Brad's predominantly white upper-middle-class neighborhood. <laughs> the smell of uncertainty and reluctance was rife in the thin autumn air. Something was off about this particular night, but I couldn't quite place it. Some might even say it was snake-bitten. <laughs> like every Friday night, it was podcast night, and I was especially excited because it was a Halloween episode. Every Halloween, we write fictitious short stories where we feverishly haze each other with not-so-fictitious insults. <laughs> I'm still relatively new to the show, but I'm seeing that the goal is to psychologically beat your friends and family into complete submission by creating self-doubt and eventual apathy in their minds. <laughs> I've always just known that to be love, so this exercise comes easy to me. I had a good one queued up this year and couldn't wait to make these idiots read the ridiculous words I had written for them. As I head over to meet up with Dave at his house, I am suddenly overcome with an uneasy feeling. A chill runs down my leg. A feeling of dread. My thoughts wander into despair and I start trying to contemplate why this is happening. A sudden wave of clarity hits me as I realize it was just my road beer spilling into my lap. <laughs> I chuckle, as if this was going to—I was going to let this ruin my night. I don't think so. I pull up and see Dave's ready to go. We exchange pleasantries and then make awkward small talk for the whole seven minutes it took to get to Brad's house. Wow, Dave, you beat the GPS time by fourteen minutes this time. Why was I going fast? As I step out of the car and reorganize my internal <laughs> organs, I see Craig pulling behind us. A feeling of exasperation hits me like a Mike Tyson uppercut, as I know Craig is going to want to talk about the stars that are currently in the sky. What's up, guys? Pretty wild, huh? What's pretty wild? Oh, glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty wild that there is a blood moon out tonight while Jupiter is still visible to the gay <laughs> Dave and I laugh wholeheartedly as we selfishly turn our backs on Craig who is still fully entrenched in his gibberish riddle now completely <laughs> devoid of any audience whatsoever we see Brad sitting in his usual spot he looks different tonight I can't quite place how but he has the glimmer in his eye that is making me uncomfortable how's it going boys Good, man. I'm excited for this episode. I had a lot of fun last year writing that story. I'm actually not too sure about mine this year. God, I'm 
<laughs> I was only able to write 74 pages. And I'm not quite sure the listeners will really be able to digest the subtle nuances that come with the character's development arc over the span of chapters 14 through 27. Gay! <laughs> Dave, you absolute piece of shit. Eat the biggest bag of... East of the moon, <laughs> even through Orion, is clearly visible to the northwest. <laughs> Brad Brad looking extremely perturbed Cracks a beer and chugs it violently Then stares at the floor Sitting slumped in his chair Dave sensing Brad doesn't quite seem himself tonight Decides to engage him in friendly conversation What kind of beer is that Brad? Brad raises his head extremely slowly, the same way Morpheus did in that scene in The Matrix when the agents had him tied up and beating him mercilessly. He has a maniacal-looking smile with his eyes rolled back in his head. You can see his heartbeat pulse through his engorged vein on his forehead. Sweat streams off his brow in a continuous drip. This is Dahmer Pale Ale. It's poor quality, but it has sensual notes of Norwegian man blood, <laughs> topped off with the salt of Portuguese flesh. <laughs> Dave, Craig, and I glance at one another slowly, not to make any sudden movements. <laughs> Sheer horror painted upon our pale, bloodless faces. Dave, ever so generous to break up this tense awkwardness, decides to send a feeler comment out to gauge the situation. Gay? <laughs> Brad is not amused in the slightest. We laughed like a motherfucker, though. <laughs> Brad calmly gets up out of his seat, locks the back door, and hits the button to close the garage. Still laughing at Brad's expense, we weren't paying attention to what he was doing. He then walks over his tool to his toolbox, which was covered in dust due to its lack of use, and starts searching for something. All right, let's get this show started. You guys ready? I'm good. Let's do it. I think Brad's got the intro tonight. Brad, still shuffling around in the toolbox, suddenly stops. He grips an object that is not immediately identifiable. I've got an intro for you pieces of shit right here. Brad wildly lunges at Craig with a drill that's never been used, clutched tight in his hand. He presses the drill into the back of Craig's head and applies moderate pressure to the trigger, as the directions in the box clearly state. <laughs> Craig flails frantically with agonizing pain and eventually passes out from what looked like mostly exhaustion and annoyance. Dude, is that a Phillips head bit on there? It's a Craig's head bit now, you shit heels. <laughs> you cocksmokers want some too? Now terrified and completely aware that this is a serious situation, Dave and I girlishly scream out, No! Dave and I, paralyzed in fear, keep our eyes locked to the floor as we are legitimately now scared for our lives. Look at me. Look at me. I slowly look up to make eye contact with my friend who I don't even recognize anymore. Is this the right drill bit? <laughs> Brad holds up a three-inch deck screw, and a small glimmer of hope lights up my heart as I know my friend is still in there. That's a screw, you idiot. Grab that bit right there. Thanks, man. Brad, now armed with an actual drill bit, plunges the running power <laughs> tool into Craig's frontal lobe. 
brain matter and blood whip across all our faces. Dave starts vomiting the full baked ham he ate earlier in the day. <laughs> My God, Dave, is that baked ham? My dad got it from the sushi guy, and I couldn't waste it. <laughs> Brad and I judge Dave with only our eyes, looking at him with disgust. You make me sick. Tie yourselves up. Brad throws some rope at us. Dave, now full-on crying into his puddle of vomit, questions his own self-worth while uncoiling the rope. Brad finishes tying us up and walks into the house. Dave and I now try to figure a way out. I seriously can't believe you ate an entire baked ham, dude. I'm sorry. All right, just shut up and let's figure this out. If we can both move this way, I think we can... Suddenly, we hear a sharp screeching sound getting closer and closer. It sounds like someone is dragging something heavy towards us. The door kicks in. Brad drags in what looks like a Bowflex machine <laughs> and sets it up in front of us. Dave immediately lets out a guttural scream as he knows what Brad has in store for him. You ready, big boy? Anything but that, Brad, please. Anything but fitness. <laughs> Brad laughs wildly as he unties us and forces Dave onto the exercise machine. Have you no humanity, Brad? <laughs> Dave nervously climbs onto the Bowflex. He tries to position himself as the directions intend, but this machinery is foreign to him, as it is meant for people who strive to better their overall appearance. <laughs> as he sits down, he accidentally pushes the button that folds the unit and swiftly cuts himself in half, creating what looked like a fireworks display of blood and guts. <laughs> I look on in utter amazement and think to myself, who eats a fucking whole baked ham? <laughs> Snap out of it, Matt. You're untied. Run! I make a mad dash for the door, but it's locked. I try booting it open, but to no avail. Brad, now fully erect from the carnage that just took place, turns his gaze to me and begins to approach, confident I can't go anywhere. Looks like it's your turn, Matty boy. In a moment of clarity, I now realize what Brad is doing. He's attacking the most glaring weaknesses on all of us. Craig's brain, <laughs> Dave's gargantuan <laughs> torso, and my, my, well, I don't know, as there aren't any apparent faults with my impeccable physique or incredibly beautiful mind. Then it hits me. I may not have any weaknesses like normal people, but I do know Brad's. I look over to the corner of the room and I spot it. My way to freedom. I dart over to the folding chair into the corner of the room and use it to climb into the rafters of the garage. Brad, still blood drunk and willfully ignoring his own limitations, tries to follow me. He gently steps onto the folding chair with his left foot first. Shaky, but still feeling somewhat in control, he hoists his right foot up. He rocks back and forth a bit, but eventually steadies himself. Proud of himself, he cries out, I am all that is man! As he finishes his inspiring proclamation, he unsurprisingly loses his balance and falls 26 inches to his incredibly predictable death. I can finally breathe a sigh of relief. I effortlessly jump off the shelf onto the ground and give Brad one final fuck you by blowing a snot rocket onto his lifeless face. That's for quitting my fantasy basketball league 12 hours after joining, you sack of shit.
as I'm about to walk out victoriously, I see movement out of the corner of my eye. I quickly turn my head to see Craig is still alive. He is crawling over to Brad's vintage cassette player. <laughs> Craig, are you okay? What do you need? Ah, Matt, my good friend and cousin, help me up. Okay, dude, don't move. Let me get you some help. As I shuffle around looking for my phone to call 911, I see Craig struggle to insert a tape into the cassette player and then hit play. I'm about to hit send on the emergency call when I hear, You don't know what you got till it's gone. Dude, I'm telling you, Cinderella is the greatest vibrator <laughs> of all time. Yeah, man, I see him live and I say no words. I calmly turn to Brad's brand new toolbox and retrieve a large sledgehammer. The end. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> Matt is great. two for fucking two. God oh, shit. damn, Junior. Oh shit, that was great. I hate oh. that you're so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> As the directions. <laughs> that, was that was so fucking, fucking awesome. good. <laughs> Once again, I'm overthinking things. That was perfect. <laughs> you told more of a story than Spielberg did in 17 pages. Oh, well done. Thank oh, you. Shit. Bravo, sir. Oh my god. I fucking love writing these things, man. I really do. So much fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll try writing one next year and not <laughs> stealing one. Oh shit. All right, Dave. Do you want to go? Or what? I'll go. How do you want to do it? No, that's All fine. Right. I'll go. I don't, that's fine. Oh, I have to be last. I, I don't mind. I don't no, care. It's fine. It's fine. You, you know you can cut this show up and edit it so you go first <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can. That's also, right. he just asked like he wanted you to go. No. I, yeah, that's why I said I'm okay. I'm a little confused by your no. your your intonation. I'm saying what are you doing? It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter to me. I just don't want I'm going I don't want to be the bomb at the end. Ah, uh, whatever. I put mine at the end. All right. Are you guys ready? Yep. <clears throat> a smoke ring slowly circles to the ceiling like a rattlesnake trying to get out of Matt's boot. <laughs> patiently, <laughs> patiently she waits for her next victims to arrive peering out of the nicotine smudged glass of her kitchen, her thirst growing with each passing moment. Finally, she hears squealing breaks and the murmur of indecipherable voices, catches the unmistakable scent of diesel and fresh man meat, and moves to her door to size up her prey. These men, these lowly, underpaid, overrated, whiny, cryberry, crybaby, non-Mexican, Mexican tree jockeys have <laughs> unwittingly pulled into the property of their doom where they're about to bear first-hand witness to the horror of Paul Mall. <laughs> John calls out to Matt from the back of the truck. Hey, Matt, do you recognize this place? It's Paul Mall's. Yeah, I seen that. What the fuck, dude? Remind me later to tell Carlos to go fuck himself. John jokingly responds and tells him that he should text the guys, meaning the other needless to say guys, that they should meet us here at the job site to see this lady in person. Holy shit, John. That's a great idea. Matt quickly begins to type in the group chat with John's suggestion. While he's typing, he continues talking with John. By the way, don't tell anyone I said this, but you really are the heart, soul, and brains of this entire operation. <laughs> <laughs> my life would be worthless without you by my side. <laughs> I can't let anyone know that I'm only good at my job because you are the true talent at yours. 
<laughs> I mean, really, how is it possible that such a genuinely nice, benevolent, kind human being such as yourself got paired up with me? Arguably the biggest piece of shit <laughs> in the greatest southern New England region. I know I bust your balls about being fat, but the only thing real and fat around here is my jealousy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Matt checks his phone again to see if, if any of the guys have responded. Brad and Dave were both available because they don't really work. Just put on an elaborate facade and give the impression of professional societal contribution. <laughs> Craig was also available because it was after 8 a.m. and his work was done for the day. <laughs> Dave volunteers to drive because Craig's truck doesn't have a back seat. And Brad is still proud of his tailgate changing work that he doesn't want to jeopardize the integrity of the new bulb by using it. At all. Ever. <laughs> Matt provides them directions to where to meet him. He also instructs them to wear work clothes so they can give the appearance that they're there to help he and John. A short while later, the guys arrive at the site. Matt and John are already setting up for the day. Hey, never mind the bullshit. Let's go. They all give Matt a look, knowing that today was already a mistake because, in typical Matt fashion... He was simply looking to get some free labor and engineer opportunities to belittle his friends and feed his own self-indulgent desires by stroking his own ego and talking down to anyone and everyone in sight. Heads up, John. Here she comes. John looked up to see that the customer, infamously known as Paul Mall, was making her way down the driveway directly toward him. What the fuck is that? Dude, that looks like a king-size bedsheet that got stuck on a tree stump. <laughs> Brad was so dumbfounded by the appearance of the customer that he was rendered speechless. She stood about five feet one inches tall with equivalent girth and was stoutly built like the wrecking ball from a large demolition crane. Her dusty, louse-ridden hair pulled up into a ponytail that only served to look like the hook used to hang the wrecking ball from a huge chain. True to form, she walked with a waddle, reminiscent of a watermelon making its way down a slow decline that seemed to, seemed to defy physics. Suddenly, she paused, realizing she left her pack of butts in the house, quickly turned and made her way back to the porch. As she walked away, the guys were presented with a sight they would not soon forget. Her periwinkle blue moo-moo, which was stained a deep rust color under her armpits and thigh area, was somehow tucked into her ass cheeks the way Craig tucks carpet under a baseboard. It was tight. They all collectively shivered. You guys are in for a treat today. She's already in rare form. Just let John deal with her. The guys quickly pretended to look busy when they saw her reemerge from the house and make a staggered beeline to John. From high atop his bucket, which was fully extended like the morning erection Craig described to the guys in such detail that he wished he actually had, <laughs> Matt heard from through the headset a gasp and then muffled sounds of a faint voice. He tapped on the earpiece to check the headset, but the sound persisted. He knew something had happened to John. So Matt quickly swung the bucket from behind the canopy to check on his friend, only he did not see John anywhere. What he did see, however, was Paul Mall waddling back up the driveway with her moo moo crammed securely in her ass. <laughs> so much so that he could almost make out the pulsing veins in her bulging hemorrhoids. <laughs> John, John, are you okay? John, what's going on down there? But all he heard in his headset was what sounded like a coffee pot percolating <laughs> mixed with the sounds of fabric being torn up. 
Then he saw it, a faint trail of red in the driveway. He glanced back at the woman walking away and thought he saw the imprint of a hand pushing out from beneath her parachute-like bathrobe. <laughs> Matt rubbed his eyes, then trained his eyes back down the driveway to see that there was still no sign of John. Just a pair of size 26 boots alone in the driveway where he once stood. <laughs> Matt was not the only one who had witnessed John's demise. Brad had also watched in horror as John was consumed head first into the abyss-like anus of the Paul Mall. He tried to warn the others, but before he could finish, he was cut off. Holy shit, guys. Did any of you see what... Jesus Christ, i just seen that too. The fight-or-flight response was triggered in all the guys. Matt began to lower the bucket to help his friend. Craig looked for a tool he could use as a weapon. Dave's view of the driveway carnage was obstructed by the truck as he was on the street side of it catching his breath after a rigorous walk from his car a half block away. <laughs> <laughs> Brad was in full flight mode and sprinted to the truck in an attempt to get into the safety of the cab, but it was not to be, as his hopes of safety were quickly dashed when he attempted to traverse the single step up into the truck. Due to his unfamiliarity with vehicles and inability to climb to any height safely, <laughs> Brad fell off the single step of the truck into the driveway, striking his head on the pavement and knocked himself unconscious. <laughs> what the fuck's going on over there? Dave shouted as he made his way around the truck to see what the commotion was about. At the same time, Matt was dropping the bucket from the tree canopy to help his friends. He swung around too quickly and a stabilizer rod broke free and struck Craig in the back of the head, knocking him to the ground also. Dave and Matt looked on in shock, momentarily paralyzed by what they just saw. Miraculously, though, before either of them could say a word, Craig, lying flat on his stomach, shook his head and slowly stood up. Wow, the momentum behind the impact was incredible. <laughs> the literal stabilizing support arm was knocked loose from the primary hydraulic extension boom <laughs> while Matt was descending at such a rapid rate that it struck the <laughs> lateral side of my cranium. Causing me to feel temporarily con concussed. It did not appear to cause any... <laughs> any permanent damage to my higher brain function or operational <laughs> contact and control of my fine motor functions. <laughs> Medically and statistically speaking, I should have been much more seriously injured and impaired from such a high-powered impact. <laughs> <laughs> the guys looked at each other, completely stunned by what they just heard. Craig was remarkably healthy, lucid, and speaking eloquently. Dave immediately grabbed a large branch at his feet, wound up, and Aaron judged it directly into Craig's forehead. <laughs> Craig went down hard, like a sorority sister trying to get a date to homecoming. After a few seconds, he once again stumbled back to his feet. What the fuck, kid? That hurt wicked bad. Oh, that's much better. Sorry, that was just weird. <laughs> now Matt, Dave, and Craig were all together, the bucket truck at their backs, Paul Mall in front of them, and an unconscious Brad in between. They readied themselves for a fight to save their friend Brad. Paul Mall looked at, looked at them one by one, sizing up the threat each posed, judged the distance between her and her next victim, Brad, then turned away from them. The guys felt a momentary sense of relief, as they thought this vile creature had decided it was not worth the fight and was retreating to the house. Then suddenly, the woman bent over and pulled her muumu up to reveal the true monster. <laughs> What they saw was unspeakable. Her ass cheeks looked like giant mandibles covered in <laughs> smashed raspberries <laughs> and had what looked like drinking horns at the ends. 
Her asshole turned out to be two assholes that the creature used to breathe. Before they could even process what they were seeing, the mandibles grabbed the shoulders of the still unconscious Brad and pulled him close. They stood, frozen by fear and disgust, as Paul Maul fed Brad nose first into her giant sloppy (laughs) pussy mouth. It devoured Brad's carcass like a shark biting chunks of blubber off a dead whale. Before they knew it, and in a gory twist of irony, all that was left were Brad's two detached diabetic feet (laughs) next to John's gargantuan empty boots. I think I'm going to puke. What are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? Dude, can you believe she ate him nose first? I never would have (laughs) guessed. Matt and Dave looked at Craig in disbelief, not before it was interrupted by nervous laughter at what they just said. (laughs) (laughs) So what do we do? That thing has already eaten John and Brad. Do you think it's still hungry? Little did they know that John was merely an appetizer and Brad a palate cleanser. (laughs) A sour, bland palate cleanser. But it did the trick. (laughs) Paul Mall now set her brown-eyed sights on the remaining victims. She surveyed the three men carefully, seeing that Matt was holding a pole saw, Craig a 15-inch chain, and Dave was still looking for a weapon. The beast picked its next victim and made its move toward Dave, lunging its ass mandibles forward to devour its next plump meal. (laughs) But with the quickness you'd expect from a man leaving town after he was just texted a picture of a positive pregnancy test, Matt swung his pole saw down to intercept the creature's attempt to snatch Dave. Get out of the way, Dave. I got this. For I am all that is man and unstoppable. I am a one-man wrecking crew that is about to lay waste to this heinous creature. Run! Dave paused, looked at Matt, and gave him a Robert Redfordish nod to convey his thanks and understanding, <laughs> then promptly ran away to safety. Meanwhile, Matt continued his grandstanding. I will not allow such atrocities to be leveled against my friends and family. And Brad. (laughs) You will now suffer the wrath of my mighty. (laughs) (laughs) But before he could finish his ill-timed, ego-stroking victory monologue, he was struck down. But not by the grotesque appendages of Paul Mall, no. He was silenced by the chainsaw being wielded by his cousin Craig. Shut up already. There's no way I'm letting you kill this thing and get credit for it. I'll be the hero here and finally gain Uncle Mike's respect. (laughs) Craig readied himself to do battle with the beast, who is now feeding on Matt's carcass. For a moment, it appears that Paul Maul is having difficulty swallowing Matt down her cavernous vaginal mouth, and Craig sees an opportunity to strike. He faked left, went right, chainsaw wheeling above his head, but it was all a ruse by the hungry and angry snatch monster. (laughs) She had had positioned Matt's prone body between her sagging lips to use him like a toothpick. When she saw Craig charging at her, she spit Matt's wet, lifeless body at his feet to trip him up. Craig, having the sight of a hairy-tailed mole, didn't see Matt's gelatinous remnants being hurled at him, tripped and fell headfirst into the creature's sweaty baffles. Dave, meanwhile, was watching from the safety of the thicket that ran along the edge of the property. Hidden by a pile of tree debris, (laughs) waiting for his opportunity to escape. Whilst he thought about his options, he glanced back to the horrific scene that unfolded in the driveway. The carnage blocked by the bucket truck and chipper so no passers-by would see. Finally, he decided he needed to do something. As he gathered his strength and wits, he looked once more towards the monster and saw what it appeared to be choking. It was attempting to pull Craig's dumb, dead body into its fishy (laughs) jowls, but it was choking. Dave could see that Craig was stuck, 
Paul Maul could not pull Craig's body in all the way because his neck thing was stuck to its outer mouth labia <laughs> like a hook through the mouth of a mature salmon. <laughs> this was his chance, and he whispered to himself, all right, you got this. You need to avenge your friends. They don't deserve to die this way, and Paul Maul must be stopped. But how am I going to stop this thing? As he contemplated his options, he heard the sound of a truck pull up and the sound... And the sight and the uh, doors close. Dave peered back from around the brush again to see it was Carlos come to check on his guys. <laughs> he felt immediate relief, and his first instinct was to yell out to Carlos to warn him of the danger. But before he could get a word out, he saw something unbelievable. Carlos, seeing the giant vagina mouth choking on a comedically large neck goiter and surrounded by <laughs> arborist effluent, grabbed Matt's dented and bloody pole saw and ran toward the hideous beast. He charged the snapping turtle-like man-sized and man-eating vagina with the fervor and vigor he never would have thought possible from an overweight old man. <laughs> Dave watched in awe as this unassuming man jousted with the animal that just decimated his best tree crew. He found himself standing up above the brush line to watch this hero in action. Carlos plunged the pole saw into Craig's recently soiled anus and shoved him unceremoniously into the gullet of the great hungry hatchet wound. What the... But before he could finish his thought, everything went black. When it came to, he was being face-fucked by Tom. Yeah, that Tom. <laughs> he heard Carlos yell at him to knock it off, which he did. Dave felt his feet being dragged along the pavement and knew he was heading to his demise. He was left wondering what had happened when he heard Paul Mall speak to Carlos. Her voice was gravelly and sounded like Margot Kidder doing her best DMX karaoke. <laughs> she told him that she expected more tree man meat next month, but with less trouble. Carlos agreed, then kissed the despicable front butt monster on the cheek. <laughs> I should have known this was a setup, Dave said. You purposely sent us here, didn't you? Carlos looked down upon the man Paul Mall called dessert and said, of course. <laughs> he went on to elaborate that he would do anything for his love, and it finally made sense. Not the existence of this terrible monster, but why he had done it. The only way for Paul Mall to feed was to be fed. She could not go out in public, so needed someone to bring her food. And who better than Carlos? He had access to an unending supply of disposable societal degenerates in the tree industry. <laughs> it was so obvious. No self-respecting Mexican man can resist the allure of a middle-aged, overweight, Sam Kinison-sounding white woman in a frock. <laughs> Dave attempted to struggle and scream, but was again silenced by Tom. Yeah, still that Tom. And everything went black again. <laughs> dude, that was so good, dude. That was so fucking good. That was fantastic. Paul Ball resurrected. You know, I really enjoyed my line. <laughs> that got cut off by Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except that he paused before I he know. killed me. <laughs> I laughed. I'm like, oh, Brad's been getting cut off by Craig for months. <laughs> I started with that gag. <laughs> so we can all agree I fall. Uh, I no, get cut just off once, of but it was really bad. Oh, no, yeah. wait. It's not over. <laughs> <laughs> he cut me off again. <laughs> he cut you off. Are you about complaining about being cut off? <laughs> That was so fucking good. That was awesome, dude. Are you proofreading, Craig? Because now's nope, not the nope. time. Nope. I was making sure it was the right page. Because I had one that was... I fixed them all, but... 
Or just leave it your own. Your typewriter looks good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, what are you print, talking about, dude? dude? This is the, the way real Hollywood new, scripts are out. In that fucking thing, too. Are you guys ready or you want to take a break? No, I'm, I'm ready. Do we All need right. to address anything from the previous story? Anybody hurt? About Anybody what? feeling good? I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> guys are killing it tonight. That was All great. Right. I love doing this shit. All right, no. but you know, to balance things out, here's Craig. Here's <laughs> <laughs> and last, but probably least. <laughs> right? This was uh, reminiscent of last year's story. One of us. Okay. <laughs> but I got lines. Huh? I'm feeling good about this. Oh, I got lines yeah, and shit. Thanks, Dave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke. Yeah. All right. Set up. Outside the comedy connection The guys are leaving a comedy show After a, after a fun night out Watching Matt's favorite comedian Carrot Top <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you <laughs> Oh man That was amazing I couldn't imagine anything or anyone being funnier <laughs> Yeah that was amazing I never knew a <laughs> I never knew a toaster with a rubber duck Glued to it could be so funny I know right can't believe how ripped Carrot Top is and that I make up. Damn! My seat was soaked the second he walked out on stage <laughs> carrying that trunk full of props. I'm even more excited that they announced Jeff Dunham. We're definitely going to that show. He's that guy with the puppets, right? Man, I wish I was one of those puppets, if just for a night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's happening over there? A ruckus starts at the front of the building. <laughs> The sounds of people fighting and screaming ring through the air. The guys start to walk towards the sounds to get a better look. But the sounds get louder, and the fighting seems to spread. Hey, guys, I think we should get out of here. This doesn't look good. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the only punches I want to see tonight thrown are tongue punches to my fart box. <laughs> <laughs> what hotel do you think Carrot Top is staying at? Suddenly a man breaks off from the crowd And starts running towards the guys Guys, get in the car I got this The man running at them is screaming Unintelligibly Matt, with veins pulsing Face contorted with rage Rips off his shirt and screams I'll fucking kill you, you piece of shit You're about to get fucked Like a $10 whore in a Denny's bathroom Ah! Matt starts running at the man. The man avoids Matt's advance and runs past him to the car. Craig, Brad, and Dave look on in shock as the man starts pounding on the car, his face covered in blood and spit foaming from his mouth. He claws, he claws wildly at the window. Matt tries to grab him, but he acts as if Matt isn't even there. Matt grabs him in a chokehold, and the man just struggles to get free, reaching out towards the vehicle. The guys exit the car to help Matt. The sound of sirens and screaming fill the night from every direction. What's your problem, asshole? Mm, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hit this dude. We need to get the fuck out of here. Craig picks up a rock and strikes the man on the head, knocking him unconscious. What the fuck is going on? I have no idea, but we should get the hell out of here. Oh, shit. There's more of them coming. Let's get out of here. Mm, <laughs> coming. <laughs> 
The guys get into their car and speed away. The streets are filled with people running, fighting, and some just lying still on the ground. Flashing lights and siren and sirens are seen and heard everywhere. What the fuck is happening? Everything is going to shit. Turn on the radio, see if there's anything in the news about it. That was fucked up. The guy never even looked at Matt. He just went straight for the car and didn't even give him a second thought. Must just be that new cologne I got, Cumbies by Jizz Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Jizz Factor. <laughs> About a year ago, Brad had an unfortunate accident while changing a light bulb. When he fell from a chair he was standing on and hitting his head. The doctors call it acquired savant syndrome. <laughs> That's when someone has a traumatic head injury and suddenly gains the incredible dip, uh, the incredible abilities in music, art, or mathematics. Brad's was a little different. Brad had awoken with an insatiable appetite for cock balls and having his ass pounded like a, like Gordon Ramsay tenderizing a steak. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why he didn't go after Matt, but I'm sure it wasn't your your pheromone cologne. Now turn on the goddamn radio and find some news. Matt turns on the radio and immediately tunes into Fox News. (laughs) (laughs) We have breaking news. Riots have broken out across all of Rhode Island and most of Massachusetts. We're getting reports of groups of people violently attacking and killing others in the streets without provocation. Local authorities are asking everyone to remain indoors and to not go outside for any reason. We'll update you as soon as we know more. Back to you, Sean. Sean Hannity. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm betting people are just fed up with inflation brought on by the current administration's (laughs) desire to have everyone rely on the government and strip us of our freedoms and waiting on a statement for former Lord and Savior. I mean, Donald Trump. (laughs) I need to get home to my wife and kids. My calls aren't going through. I've been trying to call home, but can't get through my uh, can't get through either. This is nuts. Yeah, me too. This is fucking crazy. I'm about to lose my shit. I'll fucking kill these assholes. This is fucking bullshit. Let's get to your house, Dave. John's been in the work truck waiting for me for <laughs> hours. <anyway. laughs> Yeah, let's go to Dave's. Make sure Rayanne and the kids are okay. Matt can get his truck so he, can, so he and John can go and check on their families. Brad can stay at my house tonight because I don't think sleeping in his car behind Walgreens is going to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to check on my wife and kids also. I mean, I still do love them, you know. Fuck the restraining order. I need to know if they're okay. The guys arrive at Dave's house. The front door is open. The front yard is a mess. John lays on the sidewalk next to the next to Matt's work truck. What the fuck? What the fuck? Dave runs to the house, screaming for his wife and kids. The guys follow, only for Dave to run back out. And se- seconds later, John tries to speak. They're gone. Nobody is here. John, what happened, you fucking loser? <laughs> Did you let someone hurt my sister? I'll fucking kill you where you stand. <laughs> Matt, hold on. He looks hurt. Hear him out. This car pulled up. I got out to see who, who it was. I didn't want anyone to go near the house. I tried. I tried to protect them. I promised. But this fucking curb is so high. 
So I had to run to the I had to run around to the other side of the truck. As I approached, this fucking car turned into a giant robot, like a fucking transformer or something. Then this dude ran out of the house wearing camo and and huge gun strapped to his back, holding Ray Ann's hand. <laughs> There were all these little robots running around them all. <laughs> I couldn't get close. They started to attack me, but I heard Rayanne yell out, Corey, make them stop. I know him. <laughs> then she turned to me and said, thank you, John, but it's better this way. I mean, way better. <laughs> <laughs> then they get into the robot. It then turns back into a car. Then the wheels fold up and into the car and it flew off like the DeLorean at the end of Back to the Future. Yeah, it probably is better. <laughs> yeah, totally better. Yeah, I get it. Corey's fucking hot. <laughs> John, you ain't so bad yourself. Wanna? I gotta go. My family needs me. John leaps into the driver's seat of the bucket truck, even though he still doesn't have his CDL. <laughs> <laughs> And by leaps, I mean climbed up onto the front seat like a toddler, climbing onto a couch, and took off. Oh, my God. Okay, new plan. Dave, your wife is left for greener pastures. We get it. Brad, your family is safe, I'm sure. From, from what the news has said, Philly isn't affected as of yet. Plus, when I spoke to her yesterday, <laughs> things were good. So now we have to look out for each other. I say we go to my house, grab some weapons to defend ourselves, and make our way to the families that haven't abandoned us yet. <laughs> <laughs> then off to somewhere safe. Yeah, let's get some guns and knives and fuck all these losers up. I mean, I could do it with my bare hands, but fuck that. Let's make it easy. Sounds like a plan. I don't even care anymore. Aren't you guys afraid? I mean, people are, like, being torn apart. And not, like, in the good way. Like, my ass got torn apart last night <laughs> by that dude with a huge cock. Brad, what choice do we have? It's either wait to be killed or fight our way through this. Agreed. You're right, Craig. As usual, your inspiring intellect has paved the way for our survival. I bow to your superior intellect and cunning. Agreed. From now on, it's Craig's way. Yeah, he is pretty awesome. I'll follow him to the gates of hell. <laughs> the guys jump into the car and head off to Craig's house. The news is still on, and the reporter says, Breaking. Scientists at Pfizer have said that a protein from the gene of a man in his mid to late 30s from Rhode Island area with serious rage issues that refuse to be tested or vaccinated for the COVID-19 illness <laughs> may have combined with the virus and caused normal human beings to display fits of unbridled rage for no reason. Dr. Fauci has corroborated these reports. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer has said that they should have a vaccine by tomorrow or the day after. They'll be free as well as the boosters. That will be needed every 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> then Fauci abruptly left for the important meeting with some stockbrokers. <laughs> Matt, that sounds like you, dude. Fuck that. It's all a ploy to keep us down, man. This shit pisses me off. You know, I think that Dr. Fauci guy's been working out. Have you seen him? Lately? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's probably why that crazy guy didn't try to attack you at the comedy club. You must have been giving off some type of queen bee-like pheromone. <laughs> we, may able, we may be able to use this to our advantage. The, the guys arrive at Craig's house after a horrific ride, dodging bodies and packs of crazed lunatics. The house looks unbothered and the lights are on. Thank God. I hope Fran's okay. I'll get my wife and some weapons and we'll make our way to Matt's. Craig leaps from the car, runs towards the house with cat-like agility. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the door and Fran lunges at him and takes him to the ground. Holy shit, did you see that? Craig's in trouble. Fran's infected. The guys leap from the car ready for what needs to be done to protect the only guy with the savvy to save them from this horrific nightmare. <laughs> Dave grabs Fran, lifts her off of Craig, and yells to Matt and Brad, I got her! Take her out! Matt, with blind rage in his eyes, raises his fist. Wait! Stop! She's not infected! <laughs> she looks infected to me. All women look infected to you since your accident. I think Craig may be right. Craig's always right. I'm going to let her go. What the fuck was that all about, Fran? That cocksucker left the hallway light on again <laughs> and then forgot to give me a receipt from the store he went to yesterday. <laughs> Hun, haven't you seen what's been going on? No, why? I've been playing Candy Crush and watching TikTok videos. <laughs> the whole place has gone to shit. There's fucking pieces of shit running around like they own the fucking place and fucking everyone up. Well, I had some guy slamming on the door earlier, but when I opened it, he just looked at me all foaming at the mouth and shit. I just told him to fuck off, and he did. <laughs> Dude, she has a natural immunity to rage just like you. Fuck yeah, she does. We don't deal with shit from anyone. Matt and Fran high-five, chug a beer, then crush the cans on their foreheads like frat boys in a limp biscuit. <laughs> okay, I got the three shotguns, two rifles, a samurai sword, and a plethora of knives. Take what you want, what, what you're most comfortable with. I don't need any fucking weapons. I got these two guns right here, and that's all I need. <laughs> well, I'm taking something. I'm not going into any more of this shit without a weapon. Dave grabs a handgun and a sword. Craig is off to the side, acting out the, the prep scene from Rambo, First Blood, Part 2. <laughs> hey, I, I get that we need to protect ourselves, but these people are just sick. This isn't The Walking Dead. They're still people. Yeah, he's right. Maybe we should tone it down. Tone what down? Are you saying I'm overreacting? Don't tell me to tone anything down. All right, man, relax. Relax? Fuck you. <laughs> all right, all right. We're all on the edge here. Let's all take a minute. Brad's right. They're not zombies. They're still people, so killing them has to be a last resort. Fran is going to stay here because she won't be bothered. We'll, <laughs> we'll, head, to Matt's to his, we'll head to Matt's to get his family. Then we'll figure out the rest of, from there. Hey, where's Brad? He was just standing right here. We have to go. I can't stand around here all day waiting for Brad to finish his fist punching his own asshole like that last time. This is serious. What? Yeah, I know. But it's not like him to abandon us when, uh, when there isn't a single dude with a giant hog around. <laughs> but I get it. Let's go. I hope he's all right. 
The guys take off without Brad and head to Matt's house. After after a few miles, the road the roads are blocked with abandoned cods making it impossible to get through. Fuck this. We walk from here, I guess. Yeah, it's not looking good. All right, but let's keep on our toes because these fucking nut jobs are everywhere. The guys stop walking into the direction of Matt's when suddenly they hear the sound of racing footsteps behind them. Holy shit, run! Fuck that, I'll fight all these shit bags right now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you can, walk, you can walk past them. They'll leave you alone. Just go on without us and get your family safe. We'll be okay. Matt feels the weight of Craig's words and realizes <laughs> that, as usual, he's right again <laughs> and walks off to save his family. Dave and Craig run towards a building at the end of the road. They force their way inside and barricade the door. What are we going to do, man? I don't know, man. Hopefully they'll realize they can't get in and move on to something or someone else. See if you can get some news on your, on your phone. Breaking. We're getting reports that the Ragers, as we've been calling them, can be stopped. It seems as though calming music like Christian rock can alleviate the symptoms of the rage. Also, any type of sexual release has shown to do the same. Suddenly, a flashing light is seen off in the distance. It's Matt, and he's with Brad. Matt walks Brad past the ragers by holding him close under his arm and masking him with his rage pheromone. (laughs) Holy shit, they're back. We'll let them in through the back. There's less of them back there. The guys make their way into the building. What are you guys doing back here? Matt, tell me your family is okay. Yeah, they're actually fine. Marcus was able to create a massive fart force field, like, <laughs> like a barricade around the entire neighborhood. It's so bad, the rages are just going around. <laughs> Brad, good to see you, man. We thought we lost you. What's in the duffel bag? Yeah, I had an idea. And it's working. I went to the National Guard outpost they set up. Now my plan is being deployed up and down the East Coast. The thing got bad. The whole East Coast has been infected. They were going to nuke everything this side of the Mississippi. But now if we can get through the next day or so, we should be okay. I don't think we can hold out here for another day. There has to be a hundred of them out there. That door won't hold forever, and Matt can't walk us all out of here at the same time. Don't worry. We don't have to. I got this. I have to say, guys, when I found Brad again, he had made it pretty far on his own. We may have a chance here. Brad, what do you need us to do? Matt, I'm going to need you to rage a little bit. But won't that make the ragers outside get even more crazy with him spreading his pheromones around? Yeah, yeah, but we, uh, we should be able to hold out long enough. What do I need to do? I'm going to need you to punch holes in the walls as many as you can about waist height. <laughs> Just think about bike riders in the road, people cutting you off, or Kia needing new tires. <laughs> Brad's words throw Matt into an incredible fit of rage. He begins seething with anger and, and begins punching into the waist height holes. It's working! <laughs> what the fuck is this going to do aside from weakening the walls? I think I know what he's doing, Craig. Although you're always right and I would normally agree with your unparalleled wisdom, but I think they got this. <laughs> it was a sight to see. Brad lunged towards the first set of holes, reaching through them, and just started cranking away. (laughs) It was the most fantastic glory hole construction of our time. His head bobbing back and forth like a circus seal, playing those little horns. (laughs) (laughs) 
Fuck you. The quick hand movements at one point when he reached an inside corner of the building, it was like he was being spit roasted, but never faltered. After about an hour, Brad lay on the floor, exhausted, but fully satisfied. But the pounding on the door had started again. They're still out there. I thought you said this was work. would work. Oh, it worked all right. But they're still trying to get in. Oh, that. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the sea of dicks that I just blew through like a tornado. Because <laughs> that worked. If I'm going out, I'm going out happy. <laughs> God damn it, Brad, you fucked us. We're going to die here. Well, the dying part, yeah. But the fucking hasn't happened yet. Give me a minute. <laughs> well, there's no need for me to sit around here and watch you guys get plowed then torn apart so i'm out later chodes what the <laughs> fuck the doorway busts open the ravages rush in the guys disappear into a sea of bodies and screams and can be heard as patient zero of what would have become known as the rage variant matt walks away untested <laughs> unvaccinated and unscathed <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. That was incredible. Yes, dude. it was. And in, in every sense of the word, incredible. It's it's amazing how close incredible is to illegible. Right? <laughs> because that's where we're at here. Oh, dude. You had trouble reading your own typing. <laughs> Again. This Again. wasn't even a handwriting problem. No, it's not. Dude, that was so good. Oh, <laughs> like, God. It was inc- it was awesome. That was big. And by the way, you making me fuck Manny last yeah. year. <laughs> I got that. I immediately got that, dude. I was like, oh, he's giving it back to him. Yeah. I was like, yeah. hey, Brad's gonna be so gay in this. <laughs> what I learned tonight, there are lessons here. Um, I was definitely going to get raped. <laughs> And fuck dudes like constantly glory holes at the will. But also, I wasn't going to talk much this evening because I talked too much last year. Dave literally muted me for an entire story. I had a line. (laughs) Oh, dude, you were the main character in my story, though. And mine too. <laughs> I suppo- hero even. I, I, w- I, w- I was hero length. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That was incredible, dude. By the way, I am going to red pen that and send that back to your wife. Okay. Oh, it's awful. Well, no, I, mean, I there, knew it was. There's a tax break in it for <laughs> <laughs> It's coming with an invoice. <laughs> dude, it was so good. It was worth the journey. It was, yeah, yeah. it was. It was so fucking good. That was so great. Dude, some of my best laughs were when you tripped yourself up and you're like, oh, wait, sorry. I'm like, you did, you put that there. <laughs> I get, I was, well, I, when you're reading the narrator and shit too, it gets confusing. And then fucking, like, you, I forget. Then the fucking printer, it's fucking like ghost writing on the paper. You can't even fucking see it. It's fucking annoying. Oh, you have it set to like light draft. Dude, yeah. That, no, that thing's all fucked up. My That printer is all fucked up. It paid. Big money for that thing, too. Well, yeah, it paid off big time. Yeah, it was like it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. That was tonight. great. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. I fucking love this. I, I love do doing these. I love it, too. Now, again, Gauntlet's been thrown. I'm already going to start writing, and then I'll change it again <laughs> last, <laughs> <in> the last <laughs> minute next week. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I did too. I rewrote the we whole all thing did. this morning. Everybody was writing today. Yet yeah. a month ago, everybody's like, "No, I'm all set." Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. all cocky motherfuckers. I had my a month idea. Ago. I knew yep. what I want. I, it st- for, It was just. It was the title. That's how I started. Yeah, I had the title. Yep. Ah, oh, it was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, happy fucking Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy We it. are about to kick into the best part of the show, and that's when we hit the holidays. Yep. So this this kicks it off in uh, our style. We'll try to come up with something even better for Thanksgiving, and then Christmas is always a blast around here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're getting into prime needless to say season. But uh, any of you guys got anything else to add? Craig, any punctuation? <laughs> I think Comma. he added enough. <laughs> semicolon. <laughs> semicolon. Semi- that was me hitting the shift key, thinking I got a fucking <laughs> semicolon. The- was me after getting reamed by zombies or whatever that was. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> at one point, I had a, I had a short in it. At one point, I had you doing the butthole challenge, but you were jumping onto their heads and engulfing <laughs> and engulfing their heads with your asshole and snapping their necks. <laughs> I, I hope that your lungs hold out till next thanks next that's all the way because I assure you and Manny are gonna be fucking so hard. <laughs> I gotta get more gay stuff in mine, dude. I do, dude. The gay stuff's the funniest there shit. Is, there is just so much anal that's going to happen. So stay way, tuned. Uh, by the way, shout out to John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Made a couple cameos tonight. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Hey John, my feet, your boots. <laughs> John unwillingly made oh, yeah. a couple of cameos. Yeah, he did. All right, let's put a fork in this yes. thing. Uh, if you are new here, reach out to us at ntspod at gmail.com and give us more movies to rip off. <laughs> if not, uh, comment and subscribe over at needless to say podcast.com. Now, two more ways to download us. I'm pretty sure most of these are Russian. <laughs> uh, check us out on social media on Twitter at NTS underscore podcast, on Facebook at NTS no underscore podcast, and on Instagram at all lowercase needless to say podcast. Buy our gear at ntspodcastgear.com. Buy it. Seriously, somebody did this week. Oh, somebody yeah? bought like three things. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and it's overseas shipping. So I think these fans oh, are. Oh, shit. I got to watch the news. Imagine no. we see like like the Russian troops just get like pulled up. Yeah. Like, wearing yeah. a shirt. Wearing a shirt. We're going to see guys like with zip tie handcuffs being carted <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And there's our fucking four faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> das Vidanya. I'd be so happy. <laughs> a little bit. That'd be awesome. A little bit. Uh, we're going to get back to normal next week. A uh, couple shouts out to uh, people that we know. George Noonan, you didn't respond, so listen to our fucking show. <laughs> uh, Wayne, sorry we didn't get to you this week. Uh, I want to throw this out there. This was our thing, but uh, we're going to have you on soon enough, buddy. Yep. Um, anybody else that we want to shout out? Oh, Mascar. Yeah, Chad and Sully. Yeah, Chad and oh, Sully. those guys? Yeah, those Who? guys. <laughs> if you made it this far into the episode, well, I'm shocked. Um, but if you if you are listening, uh, Sully, everybody gets my jokes. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, everything I said about motor oil and Matt's nipples last week is real. <laughs> and uh, we want you guys to come down here. Yeah. Come down here, hang out with us, do a show with us, and uh, we're not going to talk about cars. We're going to talk about everything but to see if you guys can fucking hang. So, <laughs> gauntlet thrown back. Yep. Nice. All right. You know what, Dave? We haven't heard from you in a while. Take us out, brother. Needless to say, we wrote it.